Right, uh, room 101 this week then. Yep, let's talk about things that wind us up. Yeah, things that are annoying. I already know what you're going to put straight away. Well, you are my brother, yeah. so you are my brother, so you should know, really. Yeah, it's obvious. G- yes, g- wait, don't say it. Just guess. Like, write, no. it, write it down. I'll right. write it as well, if it's the obvious one, I think. Right. And then, um, yeah, if we are true brothers, um, we'll both have the same, okay, yeah? Cool. Don't hold it up until I say. Right, you ready? Yeah. You hold it up to the camera. Okay. On, after, three, two, one, go, yeah. Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Marmite. Robbie. Hmm? Marmite, I said. My arsehole was going. Whatever's been in that still lingering. Dangle over the side of it and get right in there. I don't know why it makes me gag. Because it tastes like shit. Actually, can I just have toast? One thing about it as well that makes it absolutely horrendous. Right, that's lovely. Now tell me. Don't try this at home or whatever. Just tell me. Bare skin, feet, and denim. You need your hard drive checking. Fucking chicken, fucking chicken. I'm enjoying this. Shoot corn sausage rolls. Or that's magic. No, I'm not going to get you the job. I think Anthem Deck can't watch. I'm not impressed at all. It really did stink. <laughs> right, hello. Welcome back. Episode four. Of the In Brother Words podcast. Uh, first things first, thank you so much for the people who've watched the video so far. Um, in the last week, we've gained about 40 subscribers. Um, so if you are new to the channel, please do go back and watch the earlier videos. Um, we've got three episodes on there um, at the moment. Um, thanks again for Mark Bolton for being the first guest on last week's episode. That went down really well. That was really good. Uh, so episode four, doing something a little bit different today. Uh, we're going for Room 101, so mm. similar to the CV program, we're going to basically bring things to the table that we want to banish to Room 101, so things that we find annoying or that we hate, and then uh, at the end we'll pick a few to actually go in based on our arguments. So um, let us know what you think about the ones that we say, and also um, put your own suggestions as well in the comments box, and uh, later down the line we'll have a look through your, your suggestions as well. Cool. Do you want to like... So I've got five, but yeah. you've got five. Same. Should we start off from the, you know, the one we don't hate as much? No, I don't think I don't think I want to say that I don't hate it as much because I hate all five of mine equally. Okay. But they're just in a list of five. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't want you to think oh I'm not going to put his fifth one in because he doesn't care that much about it because I do. Right, we'll mix them up then. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, go on. My first one in room one hundred one that really gets on my goat. <laughs> Is um, where's that saying coming from? Get on my goat. No, get your goat, not get on your goat. Right. <laughs> I think it's like obviously back in the day, someone had you know, nick someone's goat. Shout out if you ever nick someone's goat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, crusty condiments. Oh what? The- so this is usually in restaurants, but if I come to your house um, and you give me ketchup and I open the lid and it looks like, you know. Um, a scene from American Psycho yeah, underneath yeah, yeah. the lid. I'm not impressed at all, and it's one of the first things I look at when I go to a restaurant as well. <laughs> you know, it's all congealed, yeah, yeah. crusty, horrible sauce around the lid. About salt when it's got the bit on the top. No, mm, no, none of that. Um, it's minging. It winds me up. It's lazy. <laughs> yeah, so how um, do you deal with it in a restaurant? What's bad about sanitising? 
what would you ever so in your restaurant you don't have ketchup do you we do have ketchup yeah do you? yeah well that's so what do you say open the lid and yeah so just give it a, at the end of each service or even just when you take it off the table just give it check it because it's minging in it do you know what i mean or yeah not? i mean yeah so what would you do if some if you found one in your restaurant that was like solidified salt at the top of the shaker find it? out whose section it was in uh, take the server and um, behead them. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I'm not too harsh on it, but it just winds me up. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so um, tell me if you agree with that, <laughs> uh, or if I'm just being a bit, you know, picky. No, but I not. just think it's minging. Take more care with your condiments. Do you know what I mean? Take that as a condiment. Yeah, take that as a condiment. All right, my one first one is lush. The shop. <laughs> Right, okay. <laughs> Be a bit specific with this then. Right, okay. So I don't know what's more overwhelming about Lush, the smell or the customer service. Mm. Right? So the smell, I can't be the only person that gets an instant headache when you go in, when they go into Lush. Yeah. Even walking past it, I don't even have to go in. Mm-hmm. It's just like straight away. It actually hurts me to be in there. And then your body is like just about getting over or, or sort of working towards getting over the shock of the smell of the place. And then you get hit like a train by probably the most over-enthusiastic sort of robot hippie you've ever met in your whole life. Yeah, robo-hippie. Yeah, That'd be a great really, film, wouldn't it? They're really, like, just great at their job, but to a ridiculous extent. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I'm just struggling to even be in the shop without being sick, and suddenly some bloke with dreadlocks wants me to put my hands in the sink. Do you mm. know what I mean? Also, since when has soap ever been, like, enough of a concept to have its own shop is there no is there no part of you that respects what they've done because i think they're very consistent i mean like the thing is you shop at lush yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i wear a fragrance called dirty which is a spray and ever since i found oh you dirty boy (laughs) um but ever since i found that i don't wear um i don't buy aftershave anymore because it's just amazing i can tell (laughs) <laughs> um, but yeah they, they're they very overwhelming aren't yeah. they the staff if anybody works at Lush by the way like, let us know what it's actually like to work there because you know what I was thinking back on when we did our careers podcast and I was talking about work experience when I was thinking about this I thought that would be my absolute worst possible work experience just working there would be horrendous because I can't actually stand in the shop for more than 10 minutes mm. so imagine that, imagine working there and then that's why I think maybe that's why they are like they are. I think after a week you'd be vegan. You'd yeah. have you'd no, have dyed your hair, yeah, and you've got whatever. a Jeremy Corbyn poster <laughs> in your room. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is that's in the air in there, I think they're on something. It's like they're high on the bath bombs. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that's why they're like they are. Someone's out the back crushing a bath bomb yeah, with a credit card. Yeah, yeah, I reckon it is that. <laughs> yeah. Plus, who's ever used a bath bomb? Not me. You can probably tell. But have you used a bath bomb before? Have you? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I actually went shopping on my own, um, back when I was single, came home and put the sparkly bath bomb in my bath. And <laughs> uh, yeah, one thing you've got to give them is the consistency of the recruitment. Like, mm, yeah. you know what I mean? Because you, you, they never have an off day, do they? No, but uh, do you reckon that's because only people who are like that apply? Probably. But sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, usually it's just, can I have this please? And they're like, oh, yeah, you like this, don't you? Have you tried? <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I use it all the time. What are you doing tonight? What are you having for dinner? Yeah. What's for breakfast tomorrow? Yeah, and they're no, just yeah. like, get it in the bag yeah, so I can go. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, and I've, I only go in there like around Christmas. 
usually mm. because the the Christmas sets. If you, if you don't know what to get for somebody, usually a woman or an older woman in your family. Usually a woman. There's like <laughs> that. You know what I mean? It's just a standard. Oh, I don't know what to get. Yeah. Get smelly sort of thing. Yeah. That tends to be like you go in there and you get one of those gift wrap things. But I don't know if anybody's ever used what you get because that. I don't mm. know. Maybe because I've never used a bath bomb, I don't understand. Yeah, it's going to be hard push to convince me to put that in there, to be fair. just be- Yeah, but, okay, so let me ask you this. What if Lush was a section of boots? Just like a bit, like mm-hmm. one bit aisle or whatever that you could go in if you wanted to. Maybe yeah. they have one robot hippie person in there yeah. who can do the full Lush experience, but just for the people who want to specifically go to that bit in boots. And then just scrap the actual shop. No, I probably wouldn't go, no. I probably wouldn't buy it. <laughs> but right. the fact that they have done that and they seem to be successful because they're opening stores all the time just quickly before we move on to the next one if Robo Hippie was a superhero what would their um, weapon be their power they like shoot corn sausage rolls or something yeah or play Wonderwall <laughs> <laughs> yeah that I'm makes sense um, okay my second one hesitant drivers oh okay um Especially at mini roundabouts. This is what I got my... Um, I got two... No, four minors on my driving test. I could tell, because you drive like a hesitant driver. No, I, I, I stalled once like, early on, because I was like... Like, my arsehole was going. Do you know yeah. What I mean? um, and then I did about, what, 20 minutes of just solid nailed it. And then driving back to the driving centre in Burton, you know, that big roundabout near B&Q, mm. because I knew that I'd pretty much past at that stage i only need to get back it's like two minute drive and i'm past mm-hmm. i like bottled it at that roundabout and i didn't do anything wrong particularly it wasn't anything majorly dangerous and you went through the middle of it yeah <laughs> because i'd like hesitated a bit i got like two i got hesitated twice i got like two minus for it yeah um well that's a big roundabout yeah so i get that but you know mini ones like everyone's everyone's just obeying the rules of the road it's all great everyone's having a nice time you get to a mini roundabout and everyone just stops yeah. It's like it's still the same rules. Give way to the left. <laughs> <laughs> no, give way to the right. Do you know what I mean? Just yeah, carry yeah, on yeah, as yeah. normal. But yeah, but I, think, I find that sometimes, like the clock garage, is a good one of them because, like, you don't know who's just got there. You've got to go. You've got to make your decision straight away, and that's what you're saying about hesitant driving. Yeah, clock garage roundabout is close your eyes and go. And if you <laughs> if it's your time, it's your time. <laughs> yeah, no, we just got. To, if you arrive in there, just be like. I mean, just be proactive with it. Just go, right, yeah. I'm here, I'm going. If someone goes into the side, it's their fault. You've got a claim, haven't you? <laughs> is that your attitude to drive? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, one. that's mine. Hesitant drivers, more dangerous than reckless drivers. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, me and Mitch went to Costco last week, and there was a an old uh, chap doing 28 miles an hour on a country lane. Really? Like, that, that, that's just not on, is it, really? Yeah, I think it's all right for old people to drive, but, like, really, really old people. Just in their and own I mean, cul-de-sac. I, yeah, I don't know the actual rules, but I'm assuming that as long as you're properly, like, sane and everything, you could probably just drive forever. Because there's, there's, like, a like hundred-year-old drivers and stuff, isn't there? There's TV programs mm. about it. But you have to start... You have to wonder, like, whether or not you should have a retest or something at that point. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, because it's not really safe, is it? There's a brilliant, well, there's a brilliant um, program about that on Channel 5 and um it was it was from derbyshire actually it was like 92 mm. policeman pulls him over because he's driving like a maniac yeah and these they stood like six foot away from a speed sign and he's like can you read that sign there and he goes mm, 
well, I could if I was stood a bit closer to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Classic. the thing, isn't it? Sometimes you get people on like mobility scooters, like dipping mm. down the A38. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It happens, doesn't it? Right, your next one? Um, the combination of flip-flops and jeans. Okay. <laughs> and I saw this in Tesco the other day, which what reminded me. Is this on a woman or a man? Um, both, but specifically a man, I think. Because okay. I, I don't think I've seen it much on a woman. Certainly not seen it much and, th- and thought that looks horrendous, but on a man. Because I think, right, when you choose clothes, just in general, what you're going to wear that day, obviously style and like, style and taste come into it, but really it's like functionality and weather. Do you know what I mean? So what you're doing and what the weather's going to be. Mm-hmm. I can't work out what combination of functionality and weather leads to you to decide to wear flip-flops and jeans. Because it's either too hot to wear shoes, in which case you wouldn't wear jeans, mm-hmm. or you're going to the beach and then you wouldn't wear jeans either. Like what? What does? What do? You, how do you decide to wear flip flops? <laughs> Convenience, I imagine. But it looks horrendous, it doesn't does, it? Yeah, and that's, that's what it is. I think. I think it's like bare skin and denim. <laughs> <laughs> that's <laughs> going to be the name of your autobiography, isn't it? One day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, don't mean that. That combination of like bare skin, particularly with toes. I don't know why it is about toes, but I think I'm right there. It's like strange, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bare skin, feet, and denim. This doesn't work for me. No. And like, so I saw a guy, I don't know, you might be listening if you are, sort, sort your life out. <laughs> like jeans, like like skinny jeans, I'd say. Um, And then flip-flops, but like not sliders, like actual flip-flops. Mm. And then like a, a jumper and stuff. It was like, it was normal English weather. And he just decided to put flip-flops on. Yeah, especially and during this lockdown. It's like people have forgotten what's um, socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but he just looked like he was happy with like that, that decision. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. you sometimes you see it in Spain and stuff. But then even then, maybe sometimes they wear like linen trousers and that. You get away with it a little bit more then. You know, some, mm. some people wear linen trousers on a holiday with, with flip-flops and that's fine. But mm. like... It's even worse, actually, and I'll put a picture in here because I've seen, I found a picture online when I was looking at it with like baggy, tra- baggy jeans, you know, like oh. boot cut jeans. Not with flip flops. Yeah, I've seen oh it. Oh my god, it's there. It's a thing. If you wear bootleg jeans, <laughs> in general, stop. <laughs> you need your hard drive checking. <laughs> yeah, but do you know what I mean though? Flip flops and jeans. It's just, mm. it's just tragic, isn't it? And like, yeah, like I say, try and f- think of a situation where that is what you would wear. There isn't one, is there? No. No. Literally wouldn't be seen dead in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my next one, um, I'm very much like each to their own. You know, you can be into what you want. I'll be into what I want. That's fine. <laughs> Apart from these five things. <laughs> Apart from these five things. But if we're having a nice, solid conversation and forming a friendship and I say, oh, what's your favourite comedy? And you say, oh, it's got to be, brr, I don't know, Mrs. Brown's Boys. <laughs> <laughs> more or less call that off straight away yeah um i've watched about 20 minutes of one once because there was nothing else on mm. um and it is the it's just the complete polar opposite to what i like yeah, in a comedy yeah. so we like quite dry comedy don't we like just anything comedy. That, anything that requires some sort of intelligence to write it yeah yeah <laughs> where it's just him like fucking shit, yeah. and that's it and that's the yeah welsh fellow isn't he? and um <laughs> it's just really really it makes me cringe. Yeah. It, well, obviously, we like Ricky Gervais, don't we? Mm-hmm. And in Extras, obviously, his character 
um, Andy Millman eventually writes his own comedy. You having a laugh? Yeah, you having a laugh uh, mm-hmm. when when the whistle blows, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea of that is to show that some comedies get on TV by being what he calls like lowest common denominator, like for the, you know, it's pretty much naff basically. It's yeah. like wigs and catchphrases and all that, and he's basically taking the piss out of that sort of comedy. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Brown's Boys is basically that in real life, isn't it? Yeah, massively. Like the same wig and everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, they took he, the, Ricky Gervais must hate it. Don't, don't yeah, he's he's took the um, Catherine Tate swearing Nan thing, mm. known that that took like did well because it's funny in it. Watch an old person yeah, swear, yeah. but it's just dull. Yeah, it's, it's just like crap mega, comedy. Mega, mega successful. Like won loads of awards. Yeah, it tours, yeah. Sells I don't, out yeah. all the time. I'm not saying that it's like not successful. I get. I mean, it's yeah. f- fair play to him, but just. No. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I hate it as well. In fact, I haven't actually watched it in full for that reason. I just can't bring myself to do it. Mm. But um, Let's not talk about it now because I'll throw this mug. And there must be so many people out there who actually watch it because it does really well on views and stuff. Yeah. Um, my next one is another fashion faux pas. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry, got wham. <laughs> speedos outside of competitive sport. <laughs> <laughs> Budgie smugglers. Right, so I've got a couple of comments on this. Mm-hmm. Firstly, Speedos is sport equipment, right? That's just a fact. Yeah. So when I go for a drive, I don't wear overalls and a helmet because I'm not Lewis Hamilton. But you do wear your Speedos when you pick Maisie <laughs> up from school. <laughs> yeah, and the S4s are. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so like... Do you know what I mean that's that's sports equipment? Yeah, that's required to do the sport, right? Is it? Sorry, is it? Is it are they called speedo or speedos? And then we I think, say, I think speedo, I think speedo is the brand, and then we call them speedos. Yeah, because it's like pants with an S. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, clear that one up. So, my opinion, a speedo is sports equipment, and if you're going for a casual swim, if I go for a casual drive, I'm not wearing a helmet. Right or a fencing mask or anything that you wear in sport. Actually, seatbelt. <laughs> but so why, when you go for a casual swim, is it okay to dress like Michael Phelps? Do you know what I mean? And mm. if I went to, I'm assuming this is the case. I haven't tried it. If I went to a pool with kids and that, like on holiday, and just took all my clothes off apart from a really small pair of pants, mm-hmm. I would assume that I would get kicked out or get told to put clothes on, right? That's only because of that court order you've got, though. Like a normal person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it shouldn't be there in the first place. But, um, <laughs> so why is it then acceptable to wear exactly that outfit? And in fact, even more skimpier, but just because it's regulation swimming wear. Mm. I think they're just wrong in general. And I think it will be a generational thing. Yeah, but no, they're, they're a required thing because obviously they need it, you need it for sport. Mm. Like, but I mean, like blokes wearing them on holiday. Yeah, it's wrong, isn't it? I don't yeah. get it at all. Because you can get short, short nowadays. So it's like... Swimming shorts still, but they're they're short and like tight and stuff, and that's fine. That, that's mm. a fashion decision, and that yeah, it's only maybe that bit more material, but as I can vouch for, that's a lot, right? Mm. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? I, I just feel like it's unacceptable to wear pants. Basically, it's pants, isn't it? It's like yeah, lycra tight fitting, budgie smuggling pants, <laughs> and I'm uh, against it. Strongly. Yeah, all right, we'll give you that one. So, my <laughs> next one is P. 
people that say, I listen to a bit of everything. Right, so just let me explain this, because so many people are going to listen to that and go, well, I say that, I listen to a bit of everything. <laughs> let me explain why it's annoying. It's a really lazy answer to a very simple question, right? I don't know why it's always annoying me, but it has, and even more so now that I do interviews a lot at work, because I always ask, oh, are you into music? you into football? Like, do you know, what kind of music are you into? And I'd say nine out of ten people say, well, a bit of everything, really. <laughs> um... And it's just, just tell me. Just tell me what you listen to. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, am, am I so boring? Am I so, like, am I so horrible to talk to that you can't just spare me 14 seconds of yeah. your life to just tell me who your favourite band is and what kind of genres <laughs> you like? Because I've got a friend, um, Connor, from work, who listens to Serbian throat metal, right? And even he doesn't say he listens to everything. Just Because <laughs> you don't, do you? No. If you're If you're watching this... And you and you're saying you listen to a bit of everything. That means you listen to pop, heavy metal, jazz, opera, opera, folk. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yodeling. <laughs> you don't, do you? <laughs> so just be honest with yourself and just pick a few genres that you like. <laughs> yeah, but don't you think maybe it's like I've. Uh... You don't impress me saying you listen to a bit of everything. No, what, no. I'm going to get you the job. I think it's the opposite way. What about if they're embarrassed? In case you don't like what they own like. it, own that you listen to Mika on repeat. Yeah, yeah. But what if they think that that might not get them the job? <laughs> well, you're more likely to get the job with me if you tell me you listen to Imagine Dragons and you know all the bands I hate. <laughs> then uh, you know you Spoil could number five. Already. Yeah, you could say <laughs> I'm into Mrs. Brown's Boys, Imagine Dragons, Crusty Ketchup Tops, yeah, yeah. and I drive like an arsehole. And you're more likely to get the job with me than saying that you listen to a bit of everything. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Lazy. It's lazy. Just tell me. <laughs> Sorry, it really winds me up. <laughs> yeah, because no one listens to everything, do they? No. Because I, I would say, well, I listen to a bit of everything, to be honest. <laughs> no, but I, no, I, I'd say that my taste is quite broad. R- right, that's lovely. Now tell me, <laughs> why is it broad? Because some... What, what, some what genres are in that broad category? Like, I'd say like indie, indie, mm-hmm. rock, pop, rap... And a little bitty country. Lovely. That's fine. <laughs> That's all I need. Yeah. Because the question is, what kind of music are you into? I'm not asking, tell me the genre of every song your ears have ever yeah. heard. Yeah. Because if I was ask, asking that question, I, I'd say, um, I, listen to, I listen to everything, really. But then I'd say, um, but mainly this, this and this band. So mm. Isn't know, it really Sam generic? Just say it again. It's a bit of everything, really. Because <laughs> you've heard it so many times from everybody. That's the, that's why it, yeah. it just sounds like you've heard it so many times, because you have. We'll go into um, interview etiquette in another podcast, but it's the same as... And you'll be able to answer this. What's your biggest weakness? I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> you're not. You're an <laughs> arsehole. All right. My next one. And I don't think this is going to split anybody. I think this is going to be a unanimous decision. Sparkling water. Mm. Yeah. Right. I know some people who like it, but very I hope they don't subscribe now. to this. If you do unsubscribe, <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that if you decided to drink water, that's a good life decision for health, right? Mm-hmm. You've actually made a decision to not drink fizzy drinks like Cobra or whatever it is. So, 
where's fucking water coming? Like, who decided to make that thing? You're just ruining it, aren't you? I don't understand. I, I literally do not understand how it's that's like even... like frying lettuce. Thing. Yeah, but why is it a thing? What is, like, who needs sparkling water? If you want to have a fizzy drink, have a fizzy drink. If you want to have water, because it's a good decision to have water and it's healthy, have water. Mm. But And the worst thing about it is it's not a middle ground between water and a sparkling drink and a fizzy drink because it tastes like shit. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it does. If it was water that tasted like Coke and felt like Coke in your mouth, then fair enough. Do you want it to taste like to me in my mouth? What? Um, when you dilute a paracetamol into water. Yeah, yeah. And then the one thing about it as well that makes it absolutely horrendous is that because it disguises itself as water, everyone's been there. I've been there a few times, particularly at work, when it's like a communal one on the table. Yeah. Where you innocently drink from a bottle or a glass that you poured yourself of the thing. Yeah. And it's you're thinking it's normal still water and it's sparkling. And it's just like one of the worst feelings you can ever get in the whole world. Mm. Isn't it? Yeah. Big like time. surprise sparkling water. Vile. Um, I don't see any purpose for it. I don't understand why anybody drinks it at all. So it's gone, my eyes. Leave a comment if you like it. We're not going to judge you if you like it, but tell us why you like it and why you think it's okay to like it. (laughs) (laughs) This is the biggie for me. And I know we said we wouldn't do it in an order, but I've left this last one I did leave my last one as well. Um, Tupperware. My girlfriend Louise will tell you how many arguments this has caused, especially early on, but she's come to accept it now, that I've got a borderline phobia of Tupperware. Yeah. I don't know where it started from. I don't know why it makes me gag. It's more, it's used Tupperware. I don't walk through the kitchen aisle of Sainsbury's like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. But for me, once you've put something in Tupperware, you will never get rid of that stench. <laughs> Was it like, it goes a bit stained as it well? It discolours. I don't. I never feel like plastic going through a a, a dishwasher is particularly great because it's like sitting in all the other plates juices as well mm. at some point. It's like sweaty when it gets out. Yeah, it sweats. It's always like you can always just. I don't know why, but it may. I'm thinking whatever's been in that still lingering somewhere, <laughs> and I really don't like it to the point where like if someone gives me something in Tupperware, I won't eat it. I'm not proud of this, but at DHL. Um, <laughs> I bought a set of five Tupperware tubs and lids a week. <laughs> I believe it was a fiver for five. That's and so I'd bad. go buy them. Not great for the environment, I appreciate. <laughs> Not but great. You worked there for three years. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, vile stuff. Really vile stuff. You know, if... Um, so once, I, I think... I, I won't name who it was, but I went to someone's house and they were like, do you want some beans on toast? I was like, solid. I'm a big beans on toast fan. They went to the fridge and the their beans. beans were in Tupperware yeah. because, like, they'd maybe not add it. <laughs> they didn't want a whole tin or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't have it? No. I suddenly went, actually, can I just have toast? Really? <laughs> yeah. What, just because of the Tupperware? Thing? Yeah. I can't deal with it. For me, if you're having beans on toast, either use a whole tin, be a man, <laughs> or chuck the rest away. I know that sounds no. awful. No, I can't do it. Well, well what else can I do? I Help have, me. Help I, me. I have half tins. And then I have the next half the next day, and I put it in Tupperware as well. That's why in you're single. Fridge. Yeah, maybe. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, but what? Yeah, what else can you do? It's what it's it's got to do. Or you got those. What about those bean? 
You know, the Heinz have got them now. It's like a fridge pack, it's called. And it's like, a, instead of a tin, it's like a big yeah, of Heinz. Yeah, that, I, I think I could deal with that. You know, well, because, because you, you can't know see it's inside it. Because <laughs> it's got like the <laughs> blue plastic yeah. around it. And also, it? you know, it's only had Heinz in there. And when you're done with it, you obviously just recycle it. Yeah. Rather than you're going to put all this stuff just, in it. I don't, I'd, I'd love to see a therapist and work out where it's come from. But anything like, you know, if your ham in your fridge um, is like open and not in cling film or in a sandwich bag mm. sealed that makes me gag the fact is it's like <laughs> open to the elements or it starts to gather like a water at the bottom um ham after a while it's not yeah. out of date but it just sweats but you've never used tupperware though have you like you know for work and stuff because you go you work in a restaurant I did a dhl yeah no like since then because you work at a restaurant yeah you just eat there i assume mm. and it might also be from school um especially in um, junior school. Remember when they used to shove all the lunch boxes in one big like trolley? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that used to hum, didn't it? Oh yeah. So anybody who went to Belvedere where we went will know this. So they were like um, big sort of like a big Tupperware, I suppose, like a giant <laughs> like well, my hell. No, it was like yeah, it's like a giant bucket thing on wheels for each year group. Everybody had to chuck their um, lunch boxes in, and then at lunch you had to go and sort of dangle over the side of it and get right in there and get it. And at mm. the bottom it was like. Just a pit one at the bottom. Mushed just, up sandwiches. Yeah, bananas, the old lot, round at the bottom. And yeah. Kids that have gone missing. Yeah, it stung ago. that, didn't it? It really did stink. Mm. Um, yeah, um, horrible. Yeah, shout out to the older generation who watch us. Leave us a comment and tell us if this is true or not. I'm talking about my posterior, but I think they used to have Tupperware parties. What, like Ann Summers parties? Yeah, I'm almost certain that used to be a thing. Yeah. Well, where assume... like you'd have a range of them all and then be yeah. like, Ooh. like Avon. Because yeah. I think that's how it was sold originally, yeah. wasn't it? like a um, pyramid scheme sort of marketing. Yeah. But imagine like what that's one. like to me, someone who's got a distinct you know, <laughs> um, fear of Tupperware. A Tupperware party is up there on the list of things I don't want to witness with like World War Three and piles. Yeah. yeah, so your hell is like you're at a Tupperware party and like everybody there says... I'm into a bit of everything, really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into a bit of every Tupperware, really. <laughs> yeah, that'd be my nightmare. Yeah. Okay, so my last one, and this is something that I just can't stand it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's magic. Okay. It's quite, I suppose it's quite broad, really, but like, it's not entertaining, is it? You just wish it would disappear. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, right, I, I don't know if it's because I can see how, back in the day, like, Decades and decades ago, someone who was good at magic could have like got to quite high up in like society or entertainment and stuff. Because back in the day when there was like no social media or not multiple camera angles or there was only one thing on telly and stuff like that, you could get away with a bit more. And illusion was a genuine thing. I mean, you can see how people would genuinely be tricked by things. Like that. <laughs> yeah, do you mean that? But like, you can understand how back in the day yeah. it was a thing. But like, surely now, and as time goes on, it's just like, how is anybody being tricked by anything anymore? Like, mm. and I think Britain's Got Talent is what's brought it out of me even more so in recent years because you know, the acts you get on Britain's Got Talent who are like, you come on and they do a real basic magic trick that's very obvious what they're doing. And just because they've got a sob story, like one who's some his dog got stabbed or something, and <laughs> that's what it was. And they just play a video of his sob story on the screen whilst he's doing Behind. a very basic like card trick, and he gets like a golden buzzer or something. Mm. But like, 
I mean, they're all obviously... Breeding his dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's some really good magicians, obviously, like, you know, Debbie Blaine and Dynamo and everything. And I understand them. But even then, like, you know that their TV programs are, you know, shot in a particular way or edited in a way that... It's, it's just editing, isn't it? Mm. All TV's magic, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like, the best thing is it's the kind of people that like love Dynamo, believe every bit of magic ever, and then you're like, Don't you think the moon landing could be a conspiracy? No, no, it's definitely real. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't understand They couldn't fake that. Yeah. When I watch magic, when I watch anything magic like on TV, my my head is not thinking, Oh, this is entertaining, I'm enjoying this. I'm just as as they're doing it, working out how he's doing it. Or she's doing it mm-hmm. like instantly, and that's not entertaining, is it? No. Do you know what I mean like I if I'm watching a comedian or something, I just sit back and enjoy it. I don't sit. I don't sit and think, "Oh, what does he actually mean?" Or "Has he written that?" Or whatever. With magic, I'm just I'm literally trying to ruin it for myself instantly because it's the way my brain works. Maybe, but I don't find it entertaining at all. No, I've I've been to see Darren Brown. Um, yeah, so he's slightly magic. different, isn't mm. he? Because he openly admits he's not magic. He's just an illusionist. That's, that's magic. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not... Yeah. Um, so, like, hypnosis and um, things like, yeah, like, mind games and everything that he does, like, all his shows, um, like The Push and those sorts of things, they're brilliant. I love Darren Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I say, for that specific reason, like he, he says there's no... Like, surely everybody knows there's no such thing as magic, like... I'm, I'm assuming that people don't sit and watch and think, oh, he's genuinely cut this burden off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm assuming that that's the case. Yeah. So then... You just don't understand why people love it so much. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. If you if you already worked out that it can't possibly be real, which I'm assuming everybody has, how can it be entertaining in any way? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see people doing a dangerous trick on Britain's Got Talent. No, don't try this at home or whatever. He's a, he's a trained professional. Like... It can't possibly be dangerous. Can't be. You wouldn't let him do it, would they? No. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine the insurance and stuff they'd need to actually <laughs> let somebody try and stab himself or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just not possible, is it? <laughs> That's classic you. You're about to watch a bloke throw swords and wipe an apple off a girl's head. And Rob's like, imagine the insurance on that. Yeah, no, yeah. No, I, that <laughs> is what I'm like. I'm watching Britain's Got Talent. Like, Simon's, like, his arse is going. Everyone's sweating in the audience. Like, that, that tension. Like, Anton Deck can't watch. And I'm thinking... No, it's like, it's bullshit. Yeah, because it wouldn't go on telly, would it? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's even worse. Live shows, fair enough, right? If they want to say that it's dangerous just to build the tension of it, I understand mm-hmm. that. And there are obviously some things that could potentially go wrong with it being live, but it's really, really unlikely. Yeah. But anybody who sits and watches an audition on Britain's Got Talent of a magician and thinks that they're in any danger, bear in mind it's four months later, it's been heavily edited and it's been shown. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that at all. No. Do you know what I mean? I, no, I agree. Yeah. As soon as a magician comes on, Britain's Got Talent, I'm off. I, I yeah. put something else on. Yeah, I can't stand magic. magic. Put Mrs. Brown's boys on. <laughs> <laughs> so what should we do here then? Do you want to choose like... Two each. Two of the, of the other ones. Of each other's. Yeah. 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 So what we're going to do, we're going to choose two of each. We're gonna, we'll have four in our official room 101. We'll put them up on the screen mm-hmm. at the end. And then, like Robbie said earlier, if you can comment with your... Should we ask them to do three? Mm-hmm. Put top three, three yeah. put your top three uh, Room 101 things and then a few episodes down the line we'll bring it all back and we'll decide some of your um, suggestions to put in our Room 101, yeah? yeah? yeah. <laughs> First one, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, For top three, Tommy, Robbie and this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so do you want to choose mine first, or should we do one and then one? Uh, yeah, uh, quickly run through our own again then, so we know what Okay, so I've got Crusty Condiments, Hesitant Drivers, Mrs. Brown's Boys, I Listen to a Bit of Everything, and Tupperware. You need to choose two from them. Okay, I'm not going to put Hesitant Drivers in at the risk of potentially putting myself in there uh-huh. and making this all void. Yeah. Um, Mrs. Brown's Boy goes in 100%. Okay. Um, I can't get behind that at all, so that's there. Yeah. Uh, Tupperware again, I think I'm in danger of putting myself in, so mm-hmm. I can't put Tupperware in. So I think I'll go for Mrs. Brown's boys and people who say I like a bit of everything. Yeah, so especially now I've brought it up, you'll everyone, you'll hear it more and you'll think yeah. Tommy was right. Yeah, I think I'll get that one. So, so yours? I've got Lush, um, flip-flops and jeans, Speedos outside of competitive sport, sparkling water and magic. Okay. Well, definitely not Lush, because I, I like Lush. I like their bath bombs, and I use their spray. <laughs> it's, a br- it's a beautiful <laughs> spray. Um, really good. Admit it. Yeah, it, it smells nice, but as, like I say, I think you could get that. They could just be a brand. Well, they don't need to be a shop. Yeah, Heinz beans taste nice, but yeah, I don't want to go in and have some hippie make me smell what it actually tastes like <laughs> especially if it's all in Tupperware yeah oh, that'd be great wouldn't it um, yeah so Lush ain't going in um, what else Speedos um, flip flops and jeans Speedos sparkling water or magic sparkling water's going in yes because it's vile and like you say <laughs> it's the it's the surprise element of it I don't want to I want, at meetings and stuff I don't want to constantly be you know always oh, a green lid sparkling mm. or still i don't know and it's just a joke and you always have all the still gone and the sparkling just sat on the table yeah waste of space or sometimes once i've got a meal deal and this is gonna go down well but i got water with my meal deal and uh we'll just end that there <laughs> shall we? <laughs> and um i picked up a sparkling by accident so i just had this really nice sandwich i'd throw everything away i'd throw the sandwich no i'd everything. eaten that already <laughs> and then i was like oh that, that was good and um i was having a bit of water to wash it down with and uh, done myself up with it, it's sparkling. Yeah. It just like ruined everything, do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, um, yeah, so sparkling water, um, uh, Speedos, I'm not going to put in there. Um, no, because <laughs> uh, <laughs> because really leave me with no swimwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, they are horrendous, but for me... Um, You'll have nothing to look at on the beach. I don't, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, also, magic is really annoying. Um, and I don't like it, but I've got to put flip-flops and jeans in. Yeah, agree. It's just an absolute unforgivable fashion faux pas. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> right, what have we got coming up next week? Oh, okay, yeah. So um, in two weeks' time, we've got um, our second ever guest on the podcast, which is our old maths teacher, Mr. Wilden. Mm-hmm. Um, got Colin Wilden, as he's told us we have to call him. Um, he's not Sir anymore, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, so next week, we have um, another sort of special topic which is hypnosis and the supernatural and just believe me when i say this there's a home video that we're going to be sharing with you to do with that topic that you do not want to yeah. miss unmissable okay it's hilarious <laughs> um but yeah loads to talk about supernatural stuff hypnosis uh, what we think you know afterlife and ghosts and all that sort of stuff yeah um so yeah thank you for watching this week um if you like what you've seen, go back and see our other ones. Um, what, how many subscribers are we on now? 131, I think, when we started. 131, yeah. as we're recording now. So our next milestone is 200, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do a bit of a, a giveaway when we get to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're, we're getting um, regularly sort of more views than we've got subscribers, which is 
really really good um but it would help us if you can hit the subscribe button because it helps us to build the channel sort of in the long run there's no payment involved yeah you subscribe yeah. just means you're supporting the channel and you and you get to you know our uploads will always show in your YouTube yeah yeah stream. and as uh as we get more and more subscribers as time goes by that'll mean that we'll be able to sort of um you know, come up in other people's search engines and all that sort of stuff. Um, it helps to build the channel basically in that way. Um, so if you can hit the subscribe button, that'd be really helpful. Um, yeah, when we get to 200 subscribers, um, we'll let you know on the on the podcast around that time. But um, we'll do a little giveaway, some Amazon vouchers and things like that, mm-hmm. and um, try and uh, give something back to the people who subscribed. Yeah. So get your friends, get your family, get everyone involved, so you could be in with winning a prize. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think about Room 101, what you think about our suggestions, and put your own suggestions in the comments as well. And uh, I'm sure we'll have some good suggestions actually coming in. Mm. All right. He's been Robbie. I've been Tommy. You've been great. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) See you next week.